Good morning and welcome back to Margin. This morning we're going to talk about what else you should consider besides your mortgage or rent payment. So let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Millennial Margin Podcast. I created this personal finance resource out of necessity as I've watched countless people schedule away, mortgage up, and max out their lives. Margin is simply the antithesis, providing leeway in an increasingly marginless culture. If you want to build margin into your personal finances on a daily basis, this is the podcast for you. So one of the questions I hear the most is how much should you spend on a place to live? Now, this is no surprise being that it is typically the largest expense or largest purchase that most people make. Now, being that we briefly looked at the mortgage component or the rent component uh, in the last episode, you may be asking, you may be considering, what else should I factor in? Now, oftentimes people can quickly calculate the mortgage or rent on the dwelling that they live in, but how many people actually can tell you how much their home or their rental actually costs them? And I would say not many. Not many people would know how much in totality goes into their living expenses related to their dwelling. Now, you may be thinking what is included or should be included in the cost for the place that you actually live. Now, this is different than what you were qualified for and proceeded with at, let's say, a leasing office or a mortgage company. This is your total cost of housing. So oftentimes people only factor in their direct cost of their mortgage or their rent. And that's within that percentage that they are calculating. But what other ancillary costs should you actually consider? Now, last week we went over the seven hidden costs of home ownership. In that episode, I covered the cost of a down payment, or if you're renting, this would be the first and last month's rent. I covered closing costs, or if you're renting, this would be in the form of a damage deposit. Uh, I also covered uh, the out-of-pocket repairs that property may need, like a new appliance, maybe paint or flooring, uh, and and also looking at what it would cost to get the utilities started, uh, get the insurance uh, policy set up, the HOA um, initiated, and, and that that reoccurring payment set up for uh, that homeowners association. Now, I covered the out-of-pocket repairs that the property may need, such as uh, any repairs to appliances, maybe a new appliance, maybe uh, paint or flooring or something else like that. Uh, We also looked at the startup costs for utilities, insurance, your HOA dues, as well as taxes and any reoccurring uh, subscriptions like an alarm system. Now, finally, I covered the outfitting of your space to be move-in ready after renovations, after you furnish it, and so on and so forth. Now, this isn't a comprehensive list. And in fact, I want to add to that list in this episode so that you're thinking through those other components that may be helpful to ensure that you are factoring in those costs that oftentimes can go under the radar when you're going through the closing process. So actually processing through this could prevent you from uh, making a massive investment 
into a property that may need extensive renovations without actually going through the process of, uh, you know, counting the cost so that it's not a huge impact, you know, from a financial standpoint. Now, oftentimes we get so excited about getting a new place that we don't actually go through the process of counting these costs. We don't look at the upfront costs, uh, you know, close enough or consider the recurring costs that uh, that will reduce our discretionary income as we're pouring more and more money into that property. Now, we can so easily justify these purchases uh, because we want to make that house feel like a home. But then, before we know it, we are house poor. We're spending a great percentage of our income to pay the bills on a property. Now, beyond this, we don't often consider how long we actually plan to live there. So we may not factor in if we plan to move in a year or two. We may not factor in the impact of capital gains if we move within that time frame. Uh, we also may not uh, consider the, uh, the components of the economic climate and where we are in the life cycle of that um, the, the economy. From that point, we may also not consider where prices are trending, whether the neighborhood that we're in is up and coming or it is on the downtrend. We also may not actually consider the cost of commuting and the impact of the location that we choose uh, that affects the costs of other aspects of our budget uh, based on uh, it being, you know, you know, a, a far distance to work. Now, another component that we may not consider is whether the house is situated on a floodplain requiring another insurance policy. Now, these, of course, are what ifs, and I don't recommend that you you sit and dwell on these, but just consider them and be aware of them and ensure that you are factoring in these uh, these aspects that may apply to your space, to the space that you're looking at purchasing. So upon closing on that property, there are going to be other aspects that come up along the way. Uh, but if you are going through that process of closing on the property, you have inspections that were already done, maybe some of those aspects were taken care of by the, uh, the previous homeowner, uh, and maybe there is a list of items that have yet to be done. You'll want to go through and figure out what are those things that are, have not been done to make sure that the dwelling is safe. So you may also consider servicing all the major systems. So this may be an HVAC uh, system, a, uh, a swamp cooler, evaporative cooler, a radiant heat system, uh, maybe a water heater, uh, maybe a fridge filtration system, uh, maybe a vacuum system in you know built into the walls of the house or even a septic or sewer. Uh, but uh, you'll want to go through the process of actually looking at these additional systems that may have been inspected but not actually addressed in the uh, in the closing of that property. Now I followed this process when I purchased a property a couple years back. Now this property was a foreclosure and so the home had been sitting for a couple years. Now the home didn't need a whole lot of work but I did need to get it painted. Uh, I had to replace the flooring, light fixtures, landscaping, appliances, things like that. Uh, and I also went through the process of buying furniture for a space that was larger than my prior uh, residence. So going through that process, I ended up uh, investing about 42000 into that purchase um, 
after I bought the house. And so this was all calculated in, of course, but nonetheless, it was a huge sum of money to uh, make a house, basically a home and, and make it into my home. And so when you're going through the process, you want to make sure to count the cost prior to stepping into uh, that property because oftentimes things cost more than you actually anticipate them costing. So you'll want to make sure that you factor in those costs when you're going into closing of all those things that you need to take care of after you close on the property, just to make sure you count the cost, make sure that you have that money available to you uh, and that you're not stepping into a place that's going to be a construction zone for years to come uh, because you didn't factor that in before actually closing on the house. Now, my call to action today is to begin tracking how much actually goes into your dwelling. Track your payment uh, from a standpoint of your mortgage, your utilities, any repairs, decorations, any furniture, renovations over a period of time. You may choose to track it over a six-month period, uh, but from that point, you can then average it out. You can basically take that total amount divided by six. So if you have six months that you're looking at, divide it by six and see if that average amount per month is actually reasonable. Thank you for your time. Enjoy your day and we'll see you back here tomorrow. If this information is helpful to you, please do follow visitmillenniummargin.com or connect with me on Margin's social platforms.